Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Welcome back to another episode of the Travel Mug Podcast. Today, we thought we would share some hidden gems from around Nova Scotia. So if you live here already, you should start planning to check these out. If you live further away, maybe it's just going to give you some inspiration for your future visit trip to Nova Scotia. We have so many well-known spots here. Everybody knows about Peggy's Cove, Lunenburg, the Cabot Trail, but these are our lesser known favorites from around the province. And I'm really excited to talk about them. Let's go. Megan, what do we have first? I'm excited too. And first we're going to talk about somewhere we both love. So mm-hmm. we've definitely both visited and that is the Locust and Star Inn. Um, it opened during summer of 2020, which seems daunting when you open an inn during a pandemic, mm-hmm. right in the heart of downtown Wolfville. Um, but Lisa, who's the owner and the innkeeper, is an entrepreneur. Uh, she has a beautifully eclectic sense of style and an equally eclectic um, array of items from around the world in each of her two guest rooms. She is planning for a third guest room in the future. She's just like a warm and hospitable host who serves an incredibly yummy breakfast, and she really just wants you to treat the space like it's your own. Uh, She also runs Binky's Donuts within the inn, and they are incredible, and they are served at your door in the morning when you open it. It's like the best treat that ever happened. Mm -hmm. And she also hosts something called Unpredictable Dining Events, which you can check more about on the Facebook page for Unpredictable Dining, but it's a really cool concept. She's just an overall entrepreneur. And we've, and like I said, Jen and I have both stayed, we both loved it. And we'd love for you to support Lisa in this venture. Um, it's worth, it's worth the time. Don't you think? I love it there so much. Like, first of all, the location is perfect because you can walk to like everything in Wolfville. Lisa, I feel like she was like my aunt. Like it was like, (laughs) you're staying at your aunt's house. Like, I loved it so much. My mom and I went down in our robes that were provided for us in the room for breakfast. And like we had a dinner on the patio, like the covered porch out front. It was, we had the best day and it's definitely a hidden gem. I mean, I want to tell everybody to go there, but I guess we better go book our uh, dates for next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were already talking about it. that. <laughs> <laughs> So we got next. Uh, so our next stop is Burnt Coat Head Park. Um, so I had never heard of this until I think we went two years ago. Um, so it's located on the Bay of Fundy and it's in the community of Knoll. So from where I live right now in Sackville, I think it was about an hour drive to the shore. So Burnt Coat Head has the world's highest tides. It's where the world's highest tides were recorded. Um, so it's 16 meters or 52 feet which is like, you can't even comprehend that. I no. feel like. No. So at low tide, you're walking on the ocean floor. At high tide, it's 52 feet underwater. That's just insane. Yes. So you definitely want to visit at low tide. So you need to check the tide times and you need to make sure you get back to shore before the tide comes in because the water raises at about an inch per minute. Like it comes in fast. Yeah. So to be safe, you need to be back on shore well before the tide comes in. So we just went 
and walked around. We, we explored the ocean floor. Um, we found some sea glass and, uh, we visited the lighthouse, uh, and it's totally free. It's open from May, like mid-May until mid-October or so. Um, it was open this year during the pandemic and everything. So it's a really great place to spend some outdoor time and I would highly recommend it. Yeah, we were there, I think, in 2013, and it's kind of eerie. If you stop and listen when the tide is coming back in, like, you can actually sort of, like, hear it. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's really cool to be out there, but there's always, like, a little bit of anxiety. Like, (laughs) when do we need to start heading in? Yeah, (laughs) I know. Like, don't go too far because (laughs) you might have to run back. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So next up, we have um, Mavalette Beach. It is on the Acadian shore near Yarmouth. Now, I know that we mentioned this beach back in episode eight when we did our podcast tour of the area, but I just wanted to bring it up again. I mean, Nova Scotia is such a wealth of beaches and we're truly so fortunate, but this was one of our favorite finds of the past summer. So I just thought it was worth revisiting. Um, And I'm sure it's not a hidden gem for the locals, but for us with its vast size, especially at low tide, it's just such a wide uh, and deep beach. And it wasn't rocky, which at Nova Scotia is kind of hit and miss in terms of a rocky beach. And this one was just pure sand, which was a really nice treat. Um, And it also wasn't incredibly crowded. And in August, we were there on what I literally swear was one of the foggiest days I've ever seen. And I come from somewhere, there's a lot of fog. (laughs) But we didn't want to miss out on the chance to like visit the beach. So we still went down. There were crabs. We knelt down and talked to them. And it was sort of like we were in engulfed by the fog. So it actually was quite enchanting. And we felt like we were there by ourselves because, well, we kind of were anyway, but um, it's just completely magical whether you're there on a sunny sunny day or a foggy day. And there's just so much beach to like walk and explore. You could go swimming. People were one other time we were there, lay out on the beach, whatever. It's just a great place to go and enjoy. And again, a not rocky beach is a great find in Nova Scotia. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like a lot of people only go to the beach when it's like 25 degrees and sunny. Yeah. But the beach, I love going for a walk. We, I know you and I have both recently visited um, the quarterdeck and went for a walk on the beach in like November. And we went to the beach in October when we were at Cape Breton. Like it's still so beautiful, even if you can't like lie on the beach and sunbathe or swim. Yeah, definitely. It's there were any of our Nova Scotia beaches are worth going to, not just in July and August on the sunny days. And I think you have to prepare for that in Nova Scotia as well, because you could have fog anywhere, anytime. Uh-huh. Um, and it might not be a nice day, but if you only have a specific amount of time, you have to just dive in and enjoy it no matter what. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Our next stop is close to my hometown. So it's Port Medway, which is a small community kind of between Bridgewater and Liverpool, but it's out on the coast. Um, Not many people seem to visit outside of locals and those that are in the know, but so here here are my suggestions on where you need to go. You need to stop at the Port Grocer, uh, which is a little community store, and they have uh, baked goods. They have a cafe that serves great food that's all like locally sourced ingredients. Um, They usually host like open mic nights or pub nights where um, there's entertainment so fun. They also have homemade ice cream. That is delicious. You should get that too. I will. Yes. Uh, so next you go next door to uh, Seaport Gifts and Treasures, 
Uh, it's a great little store. They have lots of unique stuff that you can buy. And then Pastimes is across the street and they have antiques and then they sell like DIY supplies, like paint, um, like not room paint, but like, you know, painting for crafts. Um, and there's a great little lighthouse park. You can walk, you can take your coffee from the Fort Grocer, take it all in there. Um, I know there's a few Airbnbs and cottages around the area, but you don't need to stay the night, like depending on how far you're coming from. You really, it's, it's really a good place to spend an afternoon. Awesome. Well, I will, I don't know if I've ever been, and of course, as we're both from the South Shore, but I don't know if I've ever been there. So we will add this to our list for the summer. Yes. You'll love it. Cool. Definitely. Thanks for the tips. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we're going to visit uh, the train station inn, which is located in Tatamagush, Nova Scotia. We stayed there, I think it was summer of 2019, and it's this lovely and historic inn, which gives visitors the opportunity to literally sleep in railway cars. My goal is to like stay cool places like churches that have been remodeled or like stuff like that. So this was right up my alley, and we actually stayed. There's, of course regular railway cars, but we chose to stay in one of the cabooses. So we were at the end and it was just really cool. Um, the cars are all refurbished to reflect their train history and it does make for like a super unique experience. They also have a great restaurant on site and includes the ability to eat in one of the dining cars on the actual train. They also have a car on the train that's just sort of for like, they have some games, you can go there and like read. So it's just another option to sort of be on the train without being in your room. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also often have evening entertainment on the platform in the summer. And they have a shop full of really unique and eclectic gifts and knickknacks. I loved it in there. Like you can't, it's like almost overwhelming for the senses, the amount of stuff that they have in there, (laughs) but it's really, really cool. Um, And also, you know, Tatamagush is is a great area anyway. So nearby, you will also find Tatamagush Brewing right in town, like a 10 minute walk nearby to drive is Yoast winery. And there's also some really beautiful beaches in the area. So, I mean, I would definitely recommend staying there and then there's lots to see and do while you're there. Yeah. This has been on my list for a couple of years. Um, I actually, I think Megan, you told me about this and it's been on my list since you told me about it, but we looked into doing it this past summer, but we decided not to because the dining car was not open. And so it was a really limited experience this year, just with the pandemic and everything. So we were like, no, I want the full experience. So we decided to wait. So hopefully summer 2021, we'll be doing this because it sounds like so much fun. It is. No, we had an amazing time. All right. Our next stop is Bear River, which we also talked about on episode eight, but I'm here to tell you about it again, because if you missed it, you should do this. So it's another small community. It's right outside Digby-ish, 20 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. Um, So Bear River, what I really love about it is they're committed to being eco-friendly. So all you'll find there is locally owned stores and businesses, and a lot of the restaurants really focus on locally sourced ingredients. I loved perusing the Blue Mind Gallery and Flight of Fancy, both kind of unique gifty stores with local items. Um, You must stop at Sisabu Coffee Roasters. It's one of my favorite Nova Scotian roasted coffees. They've got a great little cafe. And that's where they've originated from is Bear River. 
Um, so a little bit up the road you'd have to drive is Casanova Fine Beverages. So they're a winery and they also make cider. And I believe they made maple syrup too, if I remember correctly. Um, but we picked up the cherry cider and it was fantastic. If you're into yeah. cider, it was so good, like nice and tart with the cherries, just mm, delicious. I wish I had some right now. <laughs> <laughs> And I've recently found out about this. Someone just told me about this next, uh, last week and I'm like, I need to do this. So it's called Our Pharmacy, but it's F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. And it's like a wellness spa and farm. I know, right? Okay. So, I think I'm in. I think we need to go together because I think that I would, would be love a blast. <laughs> so what happens is you stay in their historic home. It's like this big mansion. They run it as like a bed and breakfast. You get to play and visit with their farm animals. Okay, I'm in. I know. And then they have like a hot tub for you to relax in. And you're walking distance to town to all of the delicious Sisabu coffee. I mean, how does it get better than that? I think I want to live there. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I know, right? I'll definitely put the link in the show notes. They're uh, booking on Airbnb because we need to book this place ASAP. It looks so amazing. Oh my gosh. Now I feel like I have, like, I need to book it before all of our listeners. <laughs> well, ha- right after we're recording, we'll have to okay. release it. <laughs> all right. That sounds good. Okay. Well, that's a, that's like the find of the year so far, if you ask me. I know, right? <laughs> I love that. You had me at farm animals. <laughs> All right. Amazing. So we will move on then um, to Halls Harbor. So I know we've talked already about the the fast rising tides, and this is just another option to be able to check that out. So if the ocean and tides are your thing, Halls Harbor is definitely for you. So you can visit this area to sort of just visit for the day, or again, there's Airbnbs and cottages and things nearby. So it's up to you. Um, But you can see, of course, the vast rising and falling of the tides of the Bay of Fundy. It's not a large community, so it's like one corner, I swear, (laughs) on the road. So don't be surprised, but the community beach there is amazing, has really great cliff views, great for walking. There's amazingly beautiful beach rocks um, with different colors. Like I loved the beach rocks there so much. And it's a great gathering place because our Airbnb actually overlooked this beach. And a lot of people gathered there during the summer, um, and especially on the night that we were there watching the sunset. So it's a perfect spot for that as well. You can eat some yummy local seafoods, a great lobster place there. And then there's uh, another place as well. We both love ice creams. So you can grab some ice cream and it's right by where the boats rise and fall. Yeah. So you can sort of check that out. So if you're there long enough, you could see it all in one day, rising <laughs> and the falling. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, we would also really recommend a visit to nearby Baxter's Harbor Falls and the beach that's at that falls. And it's about 15 minutes away. So you just drive down like kind of a windy road and literally it just runs out and the beach is there and the falls are there. It's actually really, it's really nice for pictures. I would highly recommend that too. And it's not far. It looks so fun. So when you stayed there in an Airbnb this past summer summer, and I saw your pictures and I immediately was like, I need to go there. Like it looks so great. So this is on my list. Summer 2021. (laughs) Let's do this. We're doing it. (laughs) Where to next? We're going to the Cayley Trail. Of course we are. Probably never heard of. So (laughs) everybody's heard of the Cabot Trail. Yes. On Cape Breton. But 
This is the Cayley Trail. So it goes from the Canso Causeway, where you cross over onto Cape Breton Island, to Inverness, kind of along uh, that shore. It's got a lot of different places you can go. So my first stop would be Archer's Edge in Judic. Uh, We stayed in their luxury camping domes this past summer, and it was amazing. I had the best time. The sunsets were amazing, and I would highly, highly recommend staying there. Uh, the next place you can go is Port Hood. They have great beaches. Uh, we went in October. If you missed that podcast where I told you everything was closed, uh, that's what <laughs> maybe happened. Maybe don't go in October, people. No, may- maybe I would go before Canadian <laughs> Thanksgiving. That would be my first step. But uh, we did walk the beaches, and and they were really, really nice. Uh, Glenora Distillery makes Canada's only single malt whiskey. And then I would eat and drink at Route 19 Brewing in Inverness. And all of that sounds like a perfect weekend plan to me. Pre-Thanksgiving, it sounds lovely. (laughs) It's only like, if you were to drive straight from the causeway to Inverness, it's only an hour. So the the Cayley Trail takes a lot less time than the Cabot Trail. So if you're short on time, and you want to experience Cape Breton, I, this is what I would do. No, that sounds great. Like we have so much more of a Cape Breton exploring to do because our in-laws are there. We never, like I've said before, we never usually like go around and see stuff. So we have a lot to see in the future. So that sounds amazing. Definitely. All right. Um, the, the next one I've never even heard of. So I know. let's do it. All right. <laughs> So Phantom Falls, and now it's spelled like Phantom is regularly spelled, but the sign going into the woods where the falls are located, it was spelled F-A-N-T-U-M. So I guess you could probably Google it either way, (laughs) but it's located in Dean, Nova Scotia, which for locals, that's about 38-ish minutes from Sheet Harbor, Nova Scotia. So it's on the eastern shore of the province. And Peter and I actually visited this past October while we were staying at our favorite Airbnb, which... As of right now, I'm going to keep as my own hidden gem (laughs) because I'm scared to death that everyone will want to book it. Seriously. Um, I know, but it's nearby there. So Dean, Nova Scotia, which honestly, sorry to our listeners and Dean, um, (laughs) I'd never heard of Dean. No, I've never heard of it until like now. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Same, same. So when you arrive um, at the road for the falls, so you're going to drive down like a steep gravel road stick with it. Just go slow. It's fine. And then you're going to park at the bottom. And then there's about a one, and there's actually a a gravel road in. Don't drive it. Do the walk. Like it's going to be okay because the road can be bumpy. So you park there and then you walk in for about a kilometer plus so hike. It's not a hard hike. And then once you get to where that Phantom Falls sign is, which is written on like the back of an old stop sign, then you're going to hike, as one does, (laughs) Uh, then you're going to hike into the woods probably three or four minutes. It isn't far at all. And we went the day after like a rainstorm plus there was fall foliage. So honestly, it did not disappoint. Um, And for the fall on the weekend, it wasn't busy uh, and it had decent power and height. So it wasn't like a disappointing waterfall (laughs) where you do all this work and then you're like, oh, and for both of us who've been to Iceland and have seen waterfalls, um, it takes a lot to impress me now. And this one was pretty decent. Yeah. 
So I would really suggest this one if you're if you are not looking for a backwoods adventure, um, which some people do, which is great. But this is a waterfall that's kind of close to civilization, but not too overcrowded. So I would definitely recommend it. It's it's not a tough hike, and and the payoff's pretty good. That is like one hundred percent a hidden gem because to find a waterfall that's not disappointing that you don't have to hike like two hours to get to. And it's not super, super crowded. It's like the trifecta of a (laughs) hidden gem. (laughs) I know. Look what we're doing here. We're just introducing people. I'll go there next time. Hundreds of people. Yeah, but like, damn it, we ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) Ruined it for everybody. (laughs) I mean, everybody listening to this is now Googling on their phone where Dean is because I'm sure they haven't heard of it either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they haven't, except for the 10 people that live in Dean. Where are we going next? I think it's down in my neck of the woods where I'm from. It sure is. It is the Shag Harbor UFO Museum. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you know that we have a UFO museum in Nova Scotia? You probably did, Megan, because that's (laughs) where you live. But uh, (laughs) anyway, to set the scene for everybody who doesn't know, on October 4th, 1967, Strange orange lights were seen in the sky by several people that were not all together. Um, And these orange lights suddenly dove into the ocean. So naturally people thought, oh my God, there's been a plane crash. So uh, the RCMP and the Coast Guard headed out to check on this and hopefully find some people. And all that was found was mysterious yellow foam that was floating on the water. Like super weird. Yes. And then there was no missing aircrafts that were ever reported for that night. So aliens? Was it? Wasn't it? I mean, who knows? Uh, So the Shag Harbor UFO Incident Society, I love that they called it an incident. I love (laughs) it. They run a small museum. It's open in the summer. You can be like documentaries. You can see newspaper articles and they have a a little bit of a kitschy outer space exhibit. Um, and you can have your picnic lunch with views of the oceans right where the UFO crashed. And uh, admission is a super reasonable $5. So I, yeah, it's a Why part not? of Nova Scotian history. So I think you should do it. <laughs> And if you want to hear a little bit more about it, there's a local podcast called the Nighttime Podcast, and he's a Cape Bretoner, and his podcast is actually quite uh, big locally, and he does sort of like the fringes of society and talks about weirdish things, and he has a whole episode on the Shag Harbor UFO incident, and again, it's the Nighttime Podcast. Yeah, check that out. Yeah. So next up, we're going to do some eating. Love eating. Love it. It's my favorite thing to do besides sleeping. So um, we're going to talk about Paul's German Cafe, Bistro, and Restaurant in lovely Liverpool, Nova Scotia. Now, I think in past podcasts, we might have dissed Liverpool for nothing to do. Um, That's my hometown you're talking no, about. No, we dissed Le- Bridgewater then. We was did the, dissed Bridgewater. Oh, it, was, it was the opposite. <laughs> we I was like, how dare you? <laughs> 
the nerve of me thinking it was that one. Um, yes, we just Bridgewater. So Liverpool, um, it has, so it's a great local eatery. So it is situated in an old family home and Paul's is truly home cooking, uh, a home cooking oriented experience. Uh, they have an amazing breakfast menu straight through to supper. And of course they offer a lot of traditional German dishes and the food is delicious. So we've only eaten there twice now. I mean, we're not in the area a ton, but we stayed at the quarter deck both times we left there and went to Paul's for breakfast on Sunday. And we've had something different each time. So four, I guess, dishes in total. The portion sizes are great. And the flavors are, is like literally what's going to keep us coming back. Um, and you can really just tell that they're passionate about their food and the quality and the stuff's unique. It's not something you get everywhere. The last time I was there, I had mushrooms and toast and I nearly died. It was so good. And don't forget to try the German coffee. Um, and I just like loved it so much. I can't say enough. That's it's so funny. It's my hometown. Paul has been open. I think it opened when I was in high school. It's been open a little while. I have never eaten there. That is so strange to me. (laughs) I know. So, um, I'm moving back to Liverpool next month, so we'll have to make sure that we eat at Paul's. Um, I will say that it is like, it's on Main Street, but it's a little bit out of the kind of Main Street area. Yeah. Uh, so you just have to drive just a little bit further. So I think maybe a lot of people won't notice it because it's not right where they are. Um, but yeah, I, I promise, 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 promise that I will eat there. And update us. Let us know what you think. I will. (laughs) All right. The next place we both love too. Yay. And it's food-ish. We saved uh, our last next two are both food related. Look at us. All right. So uh, the next one is Sugar Moon Farm. So it's in Earltown, Nova Scotia. Um, It is the place to hike and fill your belly with amazing maple goodness. So it's a local business. They make maple treats uh, that you can buy. They have a dining room that's like open for takeout uh, right now, but the food is amazing. And most of the food features maple in some way. Uh, If you can't tell, they make maple syrup there. I don't know if I told you that. (laughs) They make maple syrup. They have uh, sugar maple trees that they tap. Um, so right from their parking lot, you can hike Rogart Mountain. So it's like a 6.2 kilometer loop. You can also rent snowshoes from them if it's the winter time and you want to snowshoe the trail. That definitely helps you work up an appetite. There's other hiking options in the area. And uh, we visited in March, probably six years ago now. And uh, they were making the maple syrup then. So oh, wow. that was really fun. We did like a tour. I think it was an extra... It was like a couple of bucks to do the tour and uh, we got to see them actually making the maple syrup and it was so much fun. Oh, that sounds like fun for sure. We've only ever gone, I think once, maybe twice, I think, and it was in the fall. So what we did is we did that six point K loop and then 
what kept you going <laughs> was the maple goodness at the end. So definitely. In the summer and fall, and I'm pretty sure spring, you can actually eat in. Um, and the one thing about the pandemic this year, which was a shame, of course, where it was closed per portion, but there were no bus tours. Mm-hmm. And it's normally very busy with mm-hmm. bus tours. It has to be on their itinerary. I swear to goodness, the first time we went, there were lots of buses. <laughs> so obviously not good for their business, but for quieter times, um, it, there's lots of space to eat. So I would say if you want to eat in, try spring, summer, fall, which is what we've done but Mm -hmm. the hike is lovely. Um, the views are good. It's kind of rooty. So you have to watch when you're hiking the 6.K, like you have to look down a lot just to make sure you don't trip, but (laughs) it's semi-challenging, but, but not crazy. Yeah. It's, it's moderately challenging, I guess I would say. Yes. We, um, we went and like put our name on the list for the restaurant and then like went for a walk and then came back because it can be quite a long wait yeah. um, for the food. And they also have sh- um, maple sugar on snow. So it's that kind of classic Canadian treat. In the I've winter. never had that. Oh my God, Megan, you need to do I that. I know. I'm not even a Canadian yet. <laughs> I haven't had that. <laughs> I, I see you're it. not truly a Canadian until you I eat people on snow. <laughs> I see those little kids on the TV with their twirling on their like popsicle sticks with yeah. the maple syrup. And I'm like, look at those little Canadian kids go. <laughs> I haven't lived it yet. No. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. Well, last, but I'm sure certainly not least, and I'm sure there's lots of hidden gems, but uh, the last thing we're going to talk about is Corberry Cider Company. Again, until summer 2020, I had never heard of Corberry, Nova Scotia in my life. Me either. (laughs) Now their website says Weymouth, but it's actually in Corberry. um, And I think it said Corberry, not Corberry. Um, (laughs) And it's about 40 minutes from Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. Again, just to give some context. And I'm again from sort of down that way and literally still had never heard of this in my whole life. But we stayed at a really great Airbnb there that was on the lake. Um, And you traveled down a dirt road to get to the Airbnb. But little did we know, like at the time, further up that road was a beautiful apple orchard. And the owners of Corberry Cider Company like live on that road. Um, we actually had some cider waiting for us in the Airbnb and they left a little card. So if we hadn't mm. known about it, we would have learned about it. Um, so we got in touch with them. The self-service cell service was horrible there, but we eventually got in touch and then we walked up and one of the owners, Denise, she gave us a tour of the orchard. We learned a thing or two about apples and the trees. And then we actually purchased product directly from her. So she just had some in her warehouse. And while we were there, literally, her husband was in the process of finishing their on-site tasting room. So they hope to eventually post-COVID <laughs> bring in like tours and things like that um, to like I guess, try their wares. And as of last year, their cider was being sold sort of on the weekend at local markets. So if you were in the area, um, I would definitely recommend visiting. It's something I literally wouldn't have known about if I wasn't from there um, and if I wasn't traveling there. So it's great to sort of be able to share that the owners are just so nice. That it's, I love that you can visit these places and meet the owners. Yeah. Um, it, it just makes the experience like really fun and like personal. And like we were saying um, with Lisa at the Locust and Star, like you just get to know the people. And I just, 
I love that so much. Me too. And when you can see someone's passion Mm -hmm. behind what they're doing and it's a small business, you're like, I want to help you in like whatever way I can. And I think that that just makes me more motivated to want to buy local and discover things that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And if they happen to sell delicious cider, I mean, that's just a total benefit for us. (laughs) And they do. So that was definitely a benefit. Um, Well, that is that for now. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you're new here, welcome. Uh, We do have other episodes detailing what to do in most parts of Nova Scotia. So definitely check those out. Please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a travel loving pal. And I promise we'll do a happy dance if you leave us um, a review. Nobody wants to see it, but I'll do it in the conference. (laughs) Just trust that we're doing it. Just trust we'll do happy dances. (laughs) Thanks so much and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.